Are you struggling to get your project off the ground? Is the term research a dirty word? Need help finding more resources? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another podcast for the Center for Nursing Inquiry. Elizabeth Scala here, the Research Program Coordinator. And I'm Maddie Whalen, the Evidence-Based Practice Program Coordinator. We are bringing you another fun-filled podcast, Chalk full of resources. No pun intended, because this topic today, we're talking all things resources at the Johns Hopkins Hospital that are available to nursing staff and everyone alike. All right. So let's start off with the library. You know, I'm excited to talk about this topic because we learn so much as nurses about Welch and it's all online. And we've got a couple of resources for you online and offline. So Maddie, Let's first talk about Welch, you know, in in case folks don't even know what that term means. Can you just give us an overview of the Welch Library? Sure. So the Welsh Medical Library is a, well, it's, there is a physical building if you ever want to visit it, but it's mostly now online. So if you go to Welsh, W-E-L-C-H dot J-H-M-I dot E-D-U, it's going to take you to the Welsh Medical Library homepage. And that is a place where you're able to access for free tons of different resources to look up articles, to keep track of those articles, um, and to contact people for help. Yeah. You know, folks, I've done this before where I've typed PubMed, let's say, into Google, and I get to the PubMed site, and I'm looking for an article, I click on it, and and it's like, wait a minute, the full article is not available. And I say, goodness, Elizabeth, you know, palm to the forehead, go back in time a little bit, go to Welch first. So go through Welch, click on PubMed, and there you go. We have access through our subscription process with the Welch Library to most any all articles. And if you can't find one, there's actually a process to go through and uh, submit a form online and they'll actually find it for you and email you that article. Too much detail for a podcast, but it's definitely available. All right. What else can you find on Welch? Like, Is there people to help us? Yes, we actually have informationists. They are people who are trained in how to look up articles, which is an amazing resource to tap into because I know so many people are intimidated about starting that search. So they're called an informationist and they are actually, we have one assigned to the Department of Nursing and then each department actually has an informationist um, assigned to them as well. So when you go to the Welsh Medical Library homepage in that right-hand column, under email us, is there, there's a link called Find Your Informationist. And if you click on that, it's going to take you to the names of people as well as a photo if you want to see what they look like. And then a way to reach out to them to make sure that you are reaching out to the right person that can get you all the information you need. Love it. I love it. And now we're going to go back to dinosaur days because me, you know, I'll tell you the truth here. I like to read that book in my hand. And sometimes I'm thinking, I don't know, I'm not really going to read this whole thing. Like, do I really need to buy this on Amazon? So Maddie, is there a way actually to get tangible books? You mentioned there is a physical location for Welch. Tell us about that. Right. So the Welsh Library is actually on the Johns Hopkins Medical Campus downtown. and But you don't necessarily have to go there. They actually deliver. So if you go online and you look in the JH catalog, you can look for books that are available not just on our campus, but they actually are able to look up books throughout the entire Johns Hopkins University system. And if you find that book that you're thinking, hmm, maybe I want to buy this, maybe I don't, maybe I just want to read this one chapter... You can request that book to have it delivered to you and you have it for about six weeks and then they'll send you a little reminder saying, hey, it's time to return that book. But I think that a lot of times these days we don't necessarily think about the fact that the library does have physical books and you're able to um, access them through their 
online repository. Definitely. I, I'll tell you, I found this resource through Maddie herself because I was like, oh God, I don't want to buy that. She's like, rent it. So now I've been sharing that with others. So again, if you're in class, you know, you're in school and you're thinking, oh boy, another textbook, or you're doing a project and you want to use focus groups, for example, and you, you found a great resource, but you're not sure which book, you know, go ahead and rent them. And that way you'll, you'll get that book in your hands. Okay. So we talked a lot about Welch Library. Now let's talk a little bit about references. You know, I know for one, if you're about to publish a paper, how tedious, how tiring it can be to kind of, you know, hand by hand write out references. Do you have any advice? Definitely. So the first thing I wanted to also mention is when you're on the Welsh Medical Library website, if you're on campus, it's going to automatically log you in. But if you're at home, you might actually have to log yourself in. So if you look at the top right hand corner, it's going to have your JED displayed if you're logged in. Otherwise, it's going to be a white button on a green ribbon that says log in and you're going to hit that and that's going to make sure that you're actually able to access everything because it sees that you are a Hopkins employee or a Hopkins student. So once that's done, you can also access a program called RefWorks, R-E-F Works. Um, and that's on the Welsh Medical Library under Quick Tools in the left-hand column. And I can't tell you enough how valuable this resource is. Um, in the small amount of time up front that it's going to take you to sort of navigate the program and um, learn your way around, you are going to save hours um, on the tail end when you're trying to finally get that paper in and having to go back through and put all those references. It can be incredibly tedious and you're just doing yourself a huge favor if you invest the time to make a RefWorks account and keep track of your references as you go along. Yeah, it does take some navigating, as Maddie said, um, in terms of usability and functionality. You can contact your informationist, you know, as she said, you'd kind of find the one for nursing or your department and maybe ask for a sit down. I know they're very happy to help. So they, and there's also classes that Welch Library puts on for topics like this, like navigating RefWorks, using RefWorks. And again, take a little bit of time to figure it out because goodness, you can sort your articles by folders. You can keep them, you know, import them from a spreadsheet and export them. There's so much great usability of that feature. Now, what about citations in terms of like, you know, I want to publish in this paper and it's APA and in this paper, it's AMA. Like, how do I know how to kind of cite things and goodness, you know, I don't want to go back to school for all this stuff. So in RefWorks, you are able to publish a bibliography based on the type of references they're looking for. So if they're looking for AMA, it'll give you a list in AMA format. If you're looking for APA, it'll do the same. So you're able to do that for RefWorks if you have a long document. But if you just have one or two articles that you haven't necessarily tracked through there and you want the citation, um, Google, of course, because Google has everything, um, has Google Scholar. And if you put in the article that you've been looking at, it's going to bring it up, um, hopefully at the top, and then there's actually an option to have it give you the citations in five different formats. So if once you get your article pulled up, there's some along the bottom, right under the description are some blue icons. There's a star, and then right after that are quotation marks, just the right-sided quotation marks. And if you click on that, it gives you um, the citation for that article in MLA, APA, Chicago, Harvard and Vancouver styles. So you can take that box and you can copy paste the reference into your document. Or if you want to use that box to save it to RefWorks, there's actually a button along the bottom where you can export that reference to RefWorks. Or if you're using a different program, because there are some other ones out there, it'll also export to those programs. 
All right. My head is spinning with all the clicking and picking. And audience members, if yours is too, have no fear. We're happy to help. As I mentioned, you can always contact the informationist and get a brief tutorial. There are classes that they put on. Contact Maddie or myself at nursinginquiry.dhmi.edu and we could totally kind of point you in the right direction. As with anything, the more you use this, oh my goodness, the more it becomes second nature. And then as Maddie was describing, you're saving yourself time in your future projects. So it takes work up front. But if you think that scholarly projects, publications, presentations, you know, putting out the best evidence, the best projects that we do out in various formats, spend the few minutes up front to learn this and it will save you so much time in the long run. All right. So we talked a lot about the Welch Library and different resources there. Are there statistical resources? You know, how do I do my data analysis? What does that look like? So this is a great question. And I know statistics can be so overwhelming to so many people. And I think it's sometimes the reason that people don't take a project farther or look to publish it or send it to a conference because they're really intimidated by this part of it. So at Hopkins, we do have an awesome resource. And it's actually available through the School of Public Health. It's the Johns Hopkins Biostatistics Center. And they will offer you five hours of free professional biostatistical guidance for every project that you have. So if you would like to contact them and get a little bit more information about when they're available and how you get in touch with them, if you go to Google again and just type in Johns Hopkins Biostatistics Center, which is abbreviated as JHBC, it should be pretty much the first thing that pops up and it'll take you to their website. And on there, they have links so that you can contact them, send them an email, look at their office hours, and even request a meeting where you get to put in the information that you're hoping to get help with. And they'll send you an email back telling you the best time for you to come in so they can look at things with you one-on-one. And I have to say, I've used this before and it was such such a gift to have this person help me. And I learned so much from um, working with her and it really made our paper so much stronger. Wow. Awesome. That is amazing. And I love how it's five free hours per project. So you can contact them again and again as you go down the path of doing more and more projects with your teams. All right. The final resource that we want to cover is related specifically to evidence-based practice. And this is another free tool. So can you tell us, Maddie, how can people kind of like learn more about the model if they have not yet gone through a program that's kind of taught them the Johns Hopkins Nursing EBP model? Well, on the JED My Learning site, we have more than just our required My Learnings that you have through your department. We also have things that are you can opt into, including the evidence-based practice series, which was actually recently updated. So if you go to your JED and go to education and go to your My Learning, you have a catalog search box that pops up. And if you start to type in evidence as an evidence-based practice, um, a box will pop down with giving you sort of um, suggestions for what you might be looking for. And halfway down that list is JHH Nursing Central Evidence-Based Practice Series. And when you click on that, it's going to take you to the course and you can add it to your plan. So on your own time, you can take the course online whenever it's convenient for you. And it really walks you through every single part of the evidence-based practice model and makes it so much more accessible other than trying to teach yourself by reading the book or sort of teaching yourself as you go along. Yeah. And what I want to point out for folks, because I heard a word that scared me, which was on my own time. I'm like, no, no, 
I already work 50 hours a week. <laughs> what we would encourage you to do is speak with your manager, your NC3, whomever you sort of report to in terms of that supervisory role, and ask them, could this be one of my annual goals, completing the Johns Hopkins Nursing Evidence-Based Practice online modules? You know, I want to be an asset to my unit. I want to be able to be a leader in EBP projects. I want to help out when these things come upon us. So ask and say, can this be one of my annual goals and see if you can set that as a goal. And then, as Maddie said, take the time to actually go through those online modules. Well, Maddie, my goodness, I am filled. Like there's abundance of resources at Johns Hopkins Hospital for nurses. I think the key is to take your time, ask for help, find that guidance and reach out to us, right? I mean, do you have anything else you want to share before we wrap up? I just want to say that a lot of this is really being kind to your future self, taking that time to actually keep track of your references or taking the time to go over the model so you really know what you're doing. You're really doing yourself a favor in the long run and taking care of future Nurse Maddie or Nurse Elizabeth. I love that. I love that. All right, folks, we've said it several times, but our email address, all one word, nursinginquiry at jhmi.edu. You can find us on the intranet across the top click on professional practice. A left-hand menu will open up. Click on the Center for Nursing Inquiry. And finally, find us on Facebook. Join the closed group, which is the Johns Hopkins Center for Nursing Inquiry. Until next podcast, thank you. Thank you.